Artist Journal, August 19th, 2018. So this is the second entry in what I'm calling my artist journal. It's an audio podcast. And just want to thank everybody who listened to the first episode. I sent it to a few friends for feedback. And oh, it was very useful. It's pretty positive overall. So that was really nice to hear. And uh, yeah, so I'll get right into it. I mean, last entry, I talked mostly about how about other shows and about my trip to France and whatever. But the, I guess the focus of the podcast, or at least how I envisioned it, is actually it's more about my work and just how I, what I'm up to and just my exploration really into the visual arts. And so it does include shows and probably even little anecdotes. And But it's also about the uh, art making process itself. It re- At least that's the goal is to make a, a true artist journal. So, yeah, so I'm calling this the Summer of Craft 2018. And the reason I'm calling it the Summer of Craft is because I've had a few shows here in Berlin over the last two years. It'll be two years in September. And what I noticed having these shows, I work mostly on my phone, right? I call it mobile art. And I use my phone as a compositional tool. And I used to, even two years ago, I used used as the main tool. And I feel like I should preface this a little bit by saying... I come out of painting, and that's what I studied at university, and I only got into the mobile thing because I was working in an office in Toronto, and it was I had just gotten the iPhone 6S, this is November 2015, and around January 2016, so about two months later, I would go off to lunch, and I still I had my artistic ambition, even though I was working as an editor during the day for trade newspaper. And and I would try and use that lunch hour. They're pretty lax about lunch and the time you spent. And so I would try and use that half hour to an hour to try and pursue my artistic ambition one way or another, because it's really been there the entire, my entire life. And so I was, and it just, and it probably will never go away for better or for worse. It'll never go away. So... I would use this time to try and further, whether it was research or try and get ideas or who knows what. And one of these times I had my new phone and so I started looking at the apps and really from the very beginning, I was actually, it didn't take long. It was one lunch hour where I just, I simply tried it out and I realized with the screenshots and the apps that there was really... A recipe for something that I uh, I could do and that I loved and that really spoke to everything that I was concerned about or a lot of things that I was concerned about primarily I mean the world of the present which is something that was sort of drilled into my head when I did my I did my master's on Gigi Ballard's atrocity exhibition way back in 2004 and really like in the introduction to J.G. Ballard's short stories, collected short stories, that's the first thing he says, is that it's it's all about 
the present and the world of the present. And this is why he loved, say, the surrealists and the pop artists, is because they were dealing with the world that we lived in. And so that had a huge impact on me. And so when I see the imagery on the smartphone, the screenshots, even the tools, using the tools and the language, the idiom of the present, I, it, it spoke to everything that I was concerned about. So anyway, so I became pretty obsessed basically over one lunch hour. And what's kind of interesting is a lot of the elements that I still use when I compose on the phone, which is like about 90% of my work is composed on the phone, even if it ends up in paintings or drawings, 90%, not all of it. Uh, and maybe I'll even switch that at a certain point, but for the time being. Um, and so, yeah, so what was interesting was at the very beginning, we had this, I, I had this screenshot app combination, and it really hasn't left. It, it's really maintained and exporting as well through different apps. I mean, you don't want to be using one app and be a sort of one trick pony. I mean, that's kind of lame. So I was very early on, it was, and that's what's so cool. I mean, these things export. So you can bring in your treated image into all these different apps. And so I'll use one app and, you know, deep in some menu, it does one thing that's very specific. And then I'll use it for that. And then I'll use a different app for different things. And sometimes two different apps will have the same tool, but that tool will be executed differently. And I'll use one tool for certain effects and I'll use the other tool, even though it's the same tool, but it has a different effect for, for a different look. So it's really interesting, you know? And so anyway, so, uh, so the reason I'm calling this the summer of craft is because I've been really deep into the digital space or the mobile space, it's more tempting to call it, for two years now, or at least since January 2016. So we're almost two and a half years. We're going on three, actually. And what I noticed is when I started getting shows here in Berlin, which was very fortunate, uh, credit to Fata Morgana on Torstrasse here in Mitte in Berlin, a gallery district, a nice independent gallery. They showed me three times, and then Factory Berlin, nice prominent co-working space. They showed my work a couple of times because they felt it went with their whole mobile sort of, you know, and they wanted art on the wall, and they're a tech place, so it made a lot of sense. I approached them, and they, they loved the idea, and they were great to work with. So anyway, what I noticed putting on these shows is there is the classic tension between the sort of digital and the physical. Because if you are showing in a gallery, you need to put physical works, unless you plan on putting a bunch of TVs or something. And so that's a challenge, right? Because most of my work was on my phone. And the first show I had, I had six days notice, and I basically had to figure out a way to get these works on the phone and make them physical. And so, and I did figure out a way, promoted stories, and it was pretty, in retrospect, it was kind of a hilariously semi-outrageous show. I, I think it, I don't think enough people saw it to, for it to shake things up a bit, but it, for those that did see it, it was completely different. And I'm kind of proud of that. And, and the theme was really cool. I'll plan on going back to it. Uh, those trashy links that you find at the bottom of news articles, it's not as popular uh, as they once were, the promoted stories, but they're still around. But uh, I kind of miss them. 
because I kind of love them. Uh, but it was like around 2015 to 2017, those things were really popular. And I, I pay a lot of attention to this stuff. Again, I, I almost consider myself a screenshot photographer in in the sense that I'm really scanning the net, especially on the phone. And I'm looking for anything that looks interesting to take pictures of and to use as fodder, really, for works and to just sort of help, you know, start that process of generating a work. So one of the nice things about the summer of craft is I don't have a show that I need to get ready for. I had a couple earlier this year, one at Factory, one at Fatima Organa. And so it's what I find is, this is true for me, I don't know about other people, but when I have a show I need to put together, it's a production. And that means most of my experimentation stops. I look at, okay, what is the best that I'm doing as far as the show is concerned? And do I have enough iterations? Usually I need to have a few more. Usually I need to do a bunch of work because I'm usually working on fairly compressed time schedules. You know, I've worked, as I was saying before, as little as six days too. And then maybe the max has been like two months notice. Uh, so it's pretty compressed so you got to make sure and these are both big spaces that I was working in so you got to have a lot of work and so and it's got to look good I mean it's a real opportunity right so and that's really easier said than done I mean uh, you, it's not not everybody can go in and fill a gallery and make it look great or look good so it's a big challenge and so anyway right now I don't have a show, and I've been telling people I'm actually glad. I mean, most, most of the time when you're sort of in this emerging artist sort of space, or you're really, everybody's sort of on the hunt for the next show. I'm, you know, ask me in three months, but right now I'm happy not to have a show because that means I can experiment. And as we all know, when you experiment, it's when you grow, and that's when you do interesting things, and that's when you really develop. And so... That's what I've been doing, it, and it's also it's been a there's been a focus on the physical, which is why I call it the summer of craft. It's about the physicality, about the fragility, about the preciousness of the object. So I'm really trying to retrieve what what I've learned and what I've gained, and all this sort of visual novelty that has come out of the mobile work, and I'm trying to bring it back into the physical world. And there are a million different ways you can do that. And so I'm trying a whole bunch of different ways, and I'm not worrying about failing along the way. Like I'm just, and it's a very liberating, interesting way to go. Uh, not worrying about what the work looks like and if it's attractive and if it's a great work. It's really about truly experimenting and not worrying about where things end up. And it's a very interesting place to be. Um, so yeah, so I've been hard at work at that for the last three, four months. And uh, yeah, I've been making a lot of progress. And you go to my Instagram, Instagram.com, at Pocobelli, P-O-C-O-B-E-L-L-I, uh, you will see, say, like I'm trying these Apple II drawings right now, which are, you know, just weird stuff. Like I, you know, for example, uh, say... Today's a Sunday. Yesterday was Saturday, so it was part of the summer of craft. 
I went over to the graffiti shop in Berlin in Prenzlauerberg, this tiny hole in the wall. It's not that tiny, though. When you walk inside, it goes pretty deep, this hole in the wall. And so on Saturday morning, I'd been meaning to go there forever. And I, because I wanted good markers that were opaque, because I would go to the regular McPapier office supplies store, and I would get these markers, and they were totally transparent. And so they were kind of limited, like you, the yellow, like it's a highlighter, you know, these things. So, and I wanted to, I was trying to emulate some of the squiggly lines that I make on the phone. And so I, it's a digit, it's funny, it's the marker tool on the phone, but it works different from real life markers. So all of a sudden I was in this weird situation where I was going back to the physical world to try and imitate the digital marker. And the digital marker is, of course, an imitation of the physical. And that, and quick aside on that, I think that's one of the big themes of our time right now. Of, of the of, in the art world is this idea of traveling through the mediums. It's a big theme. Uh, you saw it as far back as the late Warhol in the late 80s where he would use a some sort of charcoaly pencil crayon or graphite sort of rubbing or a mark that he would make and then he'd take a picture of it and then he'd blow it up and then he'd screen print it and so you start seeing, so all of a sudden he's screen printing pencil marks or charcoal marks. You know, you see that with like his portrait of Goethe, which I saw in Frankfurt uh, at Christmas. And I was just kind of blown away when I, when you see it in person and you start to realize that conversation. And you also see it with, say, other artists like, you know, you got Baldessari, who is painting painting on inkjet you have richard prince who's using a lot of inkjet and also painting over top you also have jeff coons i mean all these heavy hitters who with his renaissance masterpieces uh show where he was doing i mean people hate on jeff coons and i'm not the biggest jeff coons fan but i actually love his paintings i have to admit and i didn't I've come to respect Coons, uh, and I have a few anecdotes of just weird interviews I've watched with him on YouTube that are actually, like all those Coons skeptics out there, he is worth paying attention to. There is a thought process at work. This isn't crass cynicism, always. <laughs> so, uh, so with Jeff Coons' Renaissance masterpiece uh, show where he would say, take the Mona Lisa, for example, or a Perugino, and he would paint a rep... He would basically paint the reproduction of it. So if you took a picture of the Mona Lisa, you'd see all the cracks and everything, and then he and his studio uh, would make a different scale version, so maybe a larger version of the Mona Lisa, and then he would paint all the little cracks in. So again, so it's about this sort of moving through the mediums. And so I'm a big fan. So I feel like I'm really well positioned for this. I'm working on the mobile, but I'm going back to painting. And it's a super, and it looks good. Like when I paint over top of a print, it's a pretty cool looking effect. All right. So, so yeah, so that's one of the ways that I have... Uh, tried to solve this. So 
Yeah. So again, so I'm, it's a big thing. Uh, so yeah. So right now I'm sort of doing these. Uh, so back to the graffiti shop. So I get the markers at the graffiti shop. Very friendly guys in there. It, I have to say it totally reeked in there. I don't know how you walk out of there without losing a whole bunch of brain cells if you spend an entire day there. And those guys probably spent, you know, several days a week there, which is a little frightening. I mean, it reeks in there. I mean, there's spray can, paint cans and everything, and all these solvents. I mean, but anyway, they're really friendly. I'll go back. They helped me out a lot. I told them what I was looking for, these sort of opaque markers. And then, uh, because I'm, and the reason I'm trying to do these app, what I'm calling Apple II drawings, is because I'm reading this book called, uh, I think it's Valley of Genius or Geniuses of the Valley, which I highly recommend, which is just about the, it's an oral history of Silicon Valley. And what is meant by oral history is it's not some reporter who is giving his opinion on what he thinks happened in Silicon Valley. It's actually, it's really smartly put together. It, the guy actually interviewed people over the span of like years, all these the people who were there, who started Atari, who started Apple, and, you know, Hewlett Packard. And he really, and he cut together all these interviews and it creates this history that really can't be beat in a lot of ways because it's, it's the history from the people that were there, you know? And so I was reading that and I was really, I read the Apple chapter, which I'm tempted to call the Wozniak chapter because he was obviously the real genius when you read that. You see it was, Jobs was the, the money guy, <laughs> which is really interesting. I mean, later, I mean, Jobs brought the iPhone out. So it just goes to show that people can evolve and just like in, Jobs wasn't totally the money guy in the end, but I mean, it was Wozniak's great engineering that really allowed Apple to become Apple. Anyways, that brought me back to my days when I was a kid, when I was growing up with the, my mom brought home the Apple IIe when I was five years old. I was in my brother's room, and so, and that had a green and black screen. And so that made me really nostalgic, and I always loved the aesthetic of those old computer games and everything, and just all of it. And so I thought, okay, as part of the Summer of Craft, I'm going to get a green marker, because I've been planning on getting these uh graffiti markers for a while I'm going to get uh, some black paper and a, a green marker and just try and emulate the green and black screen uh, for my youth in the Apple IIe and so I did so I bought some black paper, I bought all sorts of different kinds and some absorbs the green marker a lot so it's actually not that good and some is shinier and darker and it it's really shows the green marker, but it can't do other things. So it's really interesting. So we're investigating the craft. So that's an example of the summer of craft to see these Apple II drawings. You can see them on the Instagram. I, I put, and there are these naive experiments. So be, be kind. Um, and people have been kind actually with the likes. I appreciate it. So yeah, so little experiments are going to start coming out. One just went out today. Probably put out one tomorrow with the after.